happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Join us in this broadcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us through John chapter 6, revealing what God can do with a lad who was prepared, willing, and in the right place. Jesus performs a major miracle when the boy showed up having completely followed God's direction for his life and fully surrendered to God's use. He was used mightily. He was blessed abundantly and he saw Jesus up close and personal in a way that no one else saw. Follow Kim through the scriptures and learn what God can do through you if you too will be prepared, willing, and in the right place. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. Let's pray. Our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray that your presence would permeate through the words of this message, that you would be seen and heard, and that each person would take away from this time that they're spending in your word with me exactly what you would have them to take away. Lord, I pray that you would mend broken hearts, that you would change lives, and that you would transform each of us to be more of what you would have us to be. Lord, remove me from the message and reveal yourself clearly. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're going to come out of John chapter 6 today, and we're going to begin in verse 1, and we're going to read all the way through verse 12. And what we see here is a familiar story where the 5,000 are fed. And Jesus has been performing a bunch of miracles, and so there's a crowd that's gathered. And it's a time of day when people are hungry, And so they have a need. And before we read this account out of John chapter 6, beginning in verse 1, I want you to see that Jesus is already there when the people have their need. I want you to also see that God does extraordinary things with ordinary people who submit themselves to him and allow themselves to be used of him. I want you to also see that everything matters and everybody matters. Because you're going to see that with just a few fish and a few loaves of bread, Jesus blesses it and feeds greater than 5,000 people. But when it's all over, he sends the disciples back in to pick up the fragments. Now, he didn't need the fragments because the next place he went to, he could perform a miracle and provide the food. But what he's telling us is, is the broken, the small, the insignificant to man, 
the things that people don't value, God cherishes. And so as we begin to pick up this account in John chapter 6, verse 1, I want you to realize this important truth. You matter to God. This moment in time that you are spending learning of him and waiting to receive what God has for you in this message, he is meeting you here. And he has words for you that are customized and personalized to get you through the issues that you are facing today, to prepare you for the issues you're going to face another day, and to give you the abundant joy you can have every day. John chapter 6, verse 1 begins as this. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracle, which he did on them that were deceased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered up them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. See, I want you to also notice that when God is on the scene, everything changes. And that he always gives you more than enough. More than is expected. And more than we need. Because he is all we need. And when you look at this passage of scripture and begin to see all that it reveals to us, it shows us that nothing really matters except Jesus. It shows us that when we have Jesus, our needs are met over and above what we clearly need. So as we walk through this scripture, I want you to see that It sort of focuses in my mind or the perspective that we're going to take in our time together today is this, about a little lad who was in the right place at the right time, and he was fully prepared. Now, no doubt, this was just an ordinary day for this guy. He probably kissed his mom on the cheek and said, hey, I'll be back later, and he knew that he was going to be gone a long time, so these fishes we're talking about are like little sardines, and he'd basically had packed his lunch, probably like he had done many, many times before. Or maybe his mom packed it for him. But he walks out with his little lunch like he had done countless times before. 
And he had no idea what was about to happen because of his willingness to submit to the directions and the instructions of Almighty God. See, everybody was gathered around because Jesus had been healing all these people of their diseases. He had been performing miracles left and right, and in fact, he was pretty tired and probably hungry himself since he was fully God and fully man. You can see that the the disciples, they were over it. They were like, let's just go. Let's just get out of here. Let them fend for themselves. It costs way more money than we have to feed them. We don't have anything here to give them. But, hey, let's just go. It'll be all right. You've, you've, you've performed the miracles. In the disciples' mind, God had done all he needed to do. And I think sometimes we as Christians think we check off the boxes of what it is that we are setting out to do. And when something extra comes, an opportunity for us to bless somebody a little bit or offer somebody some encouragement or some hope because it requires more of us or we're already tired or we've already done something, we're like, nope, I've done my quota. I've done all I need to do for today. You hear people say, I've done my good deed for the day. Let me just tell you, that's a cute little saying, perhaps, but very misleading. We are to take every opportunity that we have to do good for others. That's what Jesus did. He went about doing good. And he, as Christians, we are to be Christ-like. And so we don't have a quota for the day. We have opportunities for the day. And we have to show up. And when we show up prepared and willing, and we're where we're supposed to be, God touches our lives and ordinary people with very limited skill sets and perhaps few talents can do extraordinary things when we allow Jesus to flow through us. Ephesians 3.20 tells us that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. This little lad was allowing the power of Jesus to work through him. And he did it because he came prepared. He had a willing heart. And he was ready to be used. Let's think about our own lives for a moment. One, are you prepared? First, that requires a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Secondly, it requires that we understand, as 2 Timothy 2.15 says, that we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We are to desire the sincere milk of the word. We are to pray without ceasing. We are to be following the Lord, and we are to take up our cross and follow him daily. We are to be listening for the whispers that he has to tell us what we need to be doing. This little lad, that's what he did. So what you see is Andrew notices in this crowd of a lot of people, somebody was prepared. This little guy had what he needed. But what the crowd didn't know 
was everybody had what they needed because Jesus was on the scene. Now, the little lad on his own, though he was prepared, ready, and willing, could have only fed himself or maybe one other person, and both of them would have left hungry. But when he allows Jesus in the equation, when you put Jesus on the scene and in the situation, miraculous things happen. The unbelievable takes place. Problems are fixed. Situations are changed. Lives are made for the better. So what happens is Jesus is filled with compassion. These people have been there listening to him. They've been following him. And they have a need. They're hungry. And though he was fully man, which would have made him think, oh, I'm tired. I've been doing my thing. He was fully God, which made him loving and kind. So he was going to meet that need as well. Because God operates out of compassion to the point that he sent his son Jesus to die, to pay a sin debt that he didn't owe. God sacrificed his only begotten son, and Jesus sacrificed himself. And Jesus was prepared, and he was willing, and he was ready, and he was able to pay the sin debt of the world. Because when Jesus is on the scene, he meets your every need. He meets people's needs right where they are. You don't have to clean yourself up to come to him. These 5,000 people and greater didn't do anything. Jesus came to where they were. He used the willing, the ready, and the able. And he provides for them their exact need. He takes that lad's five loaves and two fishes and he blesses them and he feeds over 5,000 people. When Jesus is on the scene, everything is changed for the better and every need is met. And if you look deeper into this message, what you're going to see is that the name of the lad is never revealed. These people in the crowd, they will never know this man's, this little boy's name. They probably don't even know that this little boy gave away his fishes. There is no credit given to the little boy. Yet his five loaves and his two fishes are what Jesus uses to bless the entire multitude. They reaped the benefits of the lad's preparation and the lad's surrender to the Lord. See, some of us are weary and well-doing because we're not getting earthly praise or the number of people aren't showing up that we wish would be at the events that we're doing or we're not getting the results in front of our eyes that we think we should for the effort that we've put forth. It is time we step back for a moment and realize that we are to be willing, ready, prepared, and able to do what God asks us to do. We plant the seeds and he brings the harvest. We don't look for praise. We're not looking for credibility. We don't even look for the thank you. The little lad 
was used mightily, gave everything he had. His name is not remembered or revealed. And to my knowledge, there is no evidence that anyone in the crowd came back and said, thank you. Sometimes we prepare for the wrong reasons. And we're not willing to give of ourselves. We're willing to give to get. And that's not how Jesus operates. That's not the compassion and the loving kindness that we see in John chapter 6. And when you begin to look at this, I want you to examine your own life. Are you prepared? Are you ready? Are you in the right place? Do you live your life quietly doing the right thing, following the instructions of the Lord, putting yourself fully prepared in the right place at the right time? The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7, that we are to humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. This lad didn't worry about getting credit or about understanding the why and the how of the situation. He simply gave everything he had for the use and the glory of the Lord. It doesn't say much more about the lad, but we know one thing for sure. He had a view, a front row seat of this miracle that absolutely no one else had. When you give your life to the Lord and you surrender your life to the work of Lord, giving him glory and allowing him to be used, you will have a relationship with him that other people will never understand. And you will see him in ways that others never see him. He saw firsthand what Jesus did and how he used him to bless greater than 5,000 people. Yet no one ever knows his name. No one ever thanked him. But this lad knew that Jesus had performed a miracle. I would dare say that there's probably many people in that multitude that didn't see that Jesus took five loaves and two fish. They just saw the loving kindness of the disciples feeding them. But the lad knew exactly what happened. And he knew that Jesus had allowed him to be part of it. And that because he was ready to encounter Jesus, he was completely transformed by working hand in hand with Jesus. Your life will never be the same when you come alongside Jesus and you allow him to cover you and to use you. Are you willing to give all you have to Jesus? Will you give that shiny new car for a ride for somebody who's dirty and stinky and smelly? Will you take that precious Saturday and hand it to him to use for what he wants. Will you give in the offering for the work of the Lord, even when it hurts? Now, if you're saying, well, you know, the lad, he was there, and he had advantage over us because he saw Jesus, and let's look at what the scripture says in John chapter 6, 8 through 9. It says, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five loaves and two fishes, two small fishes. But what are they among so many? So it was Andrew 
who went to the lad. It wasn't the top. Jesus himself did not go to the lad. Andrew went to the lad. He was the one who found him. And the lad was committed to helping Jesus, and he didn't even need to be face-to-face to him to follow him. I don't know. Maybe Jesus came and took the, the fish and the loaves from the lad. Or maybe it was Andrew who picked them from him, and he just gave them and took them to Jesus. But either way, the lad was willing to give to Jesus. And it wasn't Jesus who first noticed him. It was one of his people. He didn't need to see Jesus for him to follow his instructions. We know this is true because he left the house prepared and ready. And God was no doubt already working in his heart. Are you prepared to serve the Lord? Can the Lord call on you instantaneously to go visit, to go tell somebody a story, to be standing in line at the checkout and let your eyes of Jesus see and your, your heart of compassion be filled so that you can speak the very words that Jesus puts in you to say to someone else so that Jesus is seen and people are heard and they are impacted by the Jesus in your life? Are you sitting here thinking, Jesus never asked me to do anything? You might want to inspect that for a minute. One, maybe he's asking and you're not listening or hearing. But maybe you haven't surrendered anything in your life to him to use. It doesn't do me any good if you have a hammer and I need it, and you won't give it to me to use. It's great that you have the hammer, but I can't use it for what I need. And he's given you the skill sets, the talents, the blessings. But have you handed it to him and said, hey, use me, here am I, send me. When you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's what it says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. The lad left his house, I believe, on full instruction from the Lord on when to do it and how to take the path to get to where he was supposed to go. And he followed his instructions. Are you studying his word? Are you fellowshipping daily with him? Have you surrendered your whole life and all that you have to him? You have to give your entire being to Jesus. Then he uses you. As we look in this account in John 6 through 6, 11 through 13, Jesus shows up, he takes the loaves and the fishes and he blesses them. And this is what we read that takes place. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. When Jesus comes on the scene, everything changes for the good, and for his glory. Now as we come to the close of this revelation of what happens when we are willing, prepared, able, and really willing to give ourselves to the Lord, 
I want you to understand that you can have that abundant blessing of being used of the Lord too. You have a front row seat to watch God unfold in your life and the lives around you because of your surrender to him. Your commitment to be prepared and your devotion to follow him. Today and every day, you can live Ephesians 3.20, which says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Friend, you have a choice. Each day you can live prepared, ready, and willing, and then have a front row seat to watch the miraculous things that God does through you for his glory and his kingdom. Remember you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl.